This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Bournemouth 1, Wrexham 1 and Wrexham can be very pleased about that. There's a lot of factors going into this game, a lot of things to consider. Firstly, our away performances at title contenders have not been great. Chesterfield and the Notts County games are the two games that we've lost. So here we were, second placed, visiting the third place team. This was much, much more like it. In fact, I would say we were pretty unlucky not to get the three points, in all honesty. Secondly, Boreham Wood, interesting, came up in 2015. Then they were very much a sort of rudimentary long ball team. They evolved over the last couple of seasons into a team that can mix it up. They can still play it long, but they could also work it around on the ground. Well, if that game was anything to go by, they have reverted to the old Boreham Wood values. Long ball, get up the pitch, big players all over the pitch, and then fight for the second balls and put it straight back in again and maintain pressure. That's the source of style of play that you have to work hard against in order to take control you have to try and impose your own style of play get it on the floor be brave and try to get through their ferocious energetic pressing and impose your passing style on them make them chase you instead of them hemming you in with a bob and balls into the box and in the first half we didn't do it that well although we had some good passages up until we went behind actually i was i was very happy but they then failed to respond to that in the second half, though, I thought we were excellent and, as I said, very unfortunate not to get the win. A third factor to mention before I start talking about the game was Elliot Lee starting. In fact, the alterations to the team were very interesting. I think Max Cleworth, probably it's a good idea to give him a little bit of a break. He's outstanding. He's been absolutely brilliant. He's a young lad, though. Maybe we should just, you know, let him have a little pause before continuing to rely on him. Um, and also, in Jordan Tunnicliffe, we have a very good player to, that we can bring in. And I think the specific threat of Boreham Wood added to this, you know, Tunnicliffe is a stopper like Tozer. In fact, let's be honest, that's part of the reason why he hasn't been playing this season, because he's not the same as Hayden and Cleworth in terms of bringing the ball forwards from those wide centre-back positions. But in against a team with the size and the aerial strategy of Boreham Wood, he became a very, very handy player to have. So him coming in made sense. James Jones and Luke Young being the double pivot made sense because they are both very strong and energetic and they will run and run and run. And that allowed us, with Jordan Davis still getting over that knock that he took, to use Elliot Lee from the start because he had a lot of legs alongside with him. And also, you know, Cleworth was not there to come forwards and possibly leave us exposed on that flank. That's not a Christopher Cleworth, that's just the way we play. And it's why we score so many goals, because we commit men forwards. But Tony Cliff wasn't going to do that. And so we had that extra bit of defensive insurance so Lee could go and find space and create, and it worked, and that's really interesting and exciting. Looks like we may have found a formula that allow us to get the best out of Lee. Let's see how that develops. Anyway, the game started off with Borobuds bombarding us. It soon became clear, as I said, that they were going to be a side that tested out our central defenders aerially. The three central defenders passed that test excellently, Hayden, Toza and 
Tunnicliffe defended the area very well. Hayden got in a couple of terrific blocks on the occasions when they got forwards into good positions. Cameron Cox, a player who's been in the Welsh full national squad, is on loan to Boreham Woods and he looked very good coming forwards from right wing back in the first half and a lot of their attacks focused down that side. Had they noticed how much Clymouth gets forward and thought maybe that's a side that pitched to attack? Maybe so, but Tunnicliffe was not not going forward, he wasn't trying to, and so we dealt with that pretty well, McFadgen also doing some very good defensive work. So it was actually Wrexham who was carving out the early half chances, with Elliot Lee central to them. In fact, the first opportunity he had was an excellent dribble through the middle, probably, and it's a surprising because his decision-making in these situations is a very high quality, should have probably played it wide to McFadgen, who was in a terrific position running into the left channel in the box, but instead he tried to shot from the edge of the day, uh, which he didn't get much power behind a simple save for the goalkeeper. And almost straight away after that, Lee was involved again. A lovely piece of skill himself in the left channel this time. He beats his man beautifully. Just had too much on it, though. And Dale Stevens, the central of Boreham Woods three centre-backs, who would be absolutely outstanding were it not for him. Wrexham would have won this match, I feel, no question. Uh, knocks Lee to the floor and ran the ball behind Quite correctly, the referee did not give a foul. I think, to be fair, Lee wasn't really asking for one. It was a shame if he'd just got a little bit less on the ball as he knocked it past the first defender. He might have been able to beat Stevens too, and then we could have had something very special going on. Um, Lee showed a lot of resilience, I thought, because he needed treatment after going to ground. He took a lot of heavy knocks. It was a very physical game, but he kept bouncing back for more, and I, I enjoyed that. Wrexham will continue to be the sides who are actually making chances. A quick throwing, clever thinking by McFadgen. Found Palmer on the edge of the area. Held it well. Fed Mullen. And Mullen from the edge of the D trying to hit that trademark curler into the top right corner. Didn't get the angle quite right though and hit it too straight. Straight at Nathan Ashmore. But it was interesting to see Wrexham were varying things up a bit. They were fully aware that Boreham Woods, you know, they had two massive strikers. They've got three massive centre-backs. Cox, the right wing-back, is also a big bloke. They've got a lot of height in there, and Wrexham are really mixing up their set pieces. Quick throws rather than long ones often. Uh, corners being played short sometimes. Wrexham are really trying to do something different. The first chance really that Boreham Wood had in the match was halfway through the first half. A contentious one, and the beginning of another theme I'll mention at the end of the match. Palmer felt he was fouled. The referee felt he'd gone down too easily. And Cameron Cox picked up the loose ball drove into the box, a great run. He managed to evade Tunnicliffe's first challenge. Tunnicliffe recovered brilliantly to get back and make a terrific tackle just as Cox was about to shoot with a good sight of goal. The ball ricocheted to Newton. He hit it first time. Brilliant block by Hayden, six yards out, to make sure that Howard wasn't tested by it. And soon afterwards, it was Wrexham coming forwards again. Nice work again down the left by Lee. Feeding the ball inside to Anthony Ford, who made a nice run. Uh, he, <laughs> frustratingly, did ever so well and was rather honest. He picked the ball up, turned in the box, and it deceived the Bournemouth defender who s stuck his leg out behind himself. He couldn't see where Ford was. He just knew Ford had turned in the wrong way. If Ford had run into his leg, well, I mean, as I'll say later, I don't know with this ref, but you'd have thought it would be a penalty. But Ford very honestly skipped over his leg, and as a result of that, lost his balance a little. He hit a shot from about eight yards out, but he really had to, I think, to try and lift it because it was crowded. Instead, he scuffed it flat, and it was easily cleared. 
Wrexham pushing on, a shout for a penalty, a very convincing shout for the penalty. At the time, I was astonished it wasn't given, but I've seen it again, and now I think the ref got this one right. Lee, just outside the box, drilling in a powerful shot, and Will Evans, the centre-back, turned his back on it. It hit him, all at high speed, because it was a very powerful on-target shot. It would have troubled Ashmore. Um, Evans's arms were splayed, and you think, no, oh, definite handball. When you look at the replay again, a, a big part of why his hands were so far out was because he'd been hit by the ball, to be fair. Um, it either hit his right side or his right arm. Difficult to tell. His arm was tucked in, though. And then, after he'd been hit, his arms sort of jerked outwards as a reaction. Um, as it happened so quickly, everybody thought it was a penalty. But the referee actually did very well on that occasion. There were other occasions I'll come to, though. In the 31st minute, though, Bournemouth took the lead. They focused so much on the right, and Denon Lewis, a really good progressive left wing-back, had hardly been involved, but first chance he got, he beat Ford rather too easily down the flank, burst down the, the wing, pulled a perfect ball back towards the penalty spot, and an excellent finish first time by Danny Newton, who hit it left-footed into the bottom right corner. A superb goal, a bit of a shock, because you didn't really feel Wrexham were under a huge amount of threat. But it was a fine strike. That is the sort of thing that happens, uh, I feel, a lot more against Route 1 teams. They just need that one moment where they get through. And Wrexham were behind. And it seemed to knock the stuffing out of us. We failed to really get things going again. And although there were no chances created by Rome Woods, he felt a little bit concerned that for the last 15 there was little creativity. Although another big contentious refereeing decision came along. This one he got wrong. Mullen doing ever so well to beat his man on the edge of the D. <laughs> Great position. He's about to hit it. And his marker, Broadbent, just came back and, and grabbed hold of him and pulled him to the floor. Absolute, no question. Having looked at the replay, a clear foul in the D. Great position for a free kick. Definite card as well. Probably a yellow rather than a red, to be fair. But the ref gave nothing. It was astonishing. And it added to Rexham's frustration with him, which would threaten to boil over. A half-time, the succession of Wrexham players came to have a go at him. They'd already been unhappy with a, a few decisions. Palmer and Mullin were getting knocked around a lot and not getting free kicks. Also, James Jones had been booked. Now, I've got to say, correctly. At the time, though, it didn't look so, and I can see why maybe some of his teammates were confused by it. But looking at the replay again, Brunt uh, is, is carrying the ball away. And Jones is tracking him, can't quite get there, and he reaches out and he steps on the back of his ankle. Yeah, the rest done well to spot it. It's a yellow, but it's a good decision. The frustrating thing for me was that 90 seconds later, Jones has the ball in his own half, and Brunt's clearly got his retribution in. He went, he went late into him from behind. It was obvious he was just thinking, you hit me, so I'll hit you. Okay, ref gave a free kick. That's a yellow card, though. You know, for me, it was a deliberate attempt to say, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a bit of revenge here." It wasn't terrible foul, but it was a yellow card, especially because the intent. Ref let it go. Anyway, Wrexham were unhappy about the ref. They were unhappy probably about how they'd reacted to the goal, but they came out and they put on a, a super second half performance, kicking towards the brilliant contingent of away fans who were behind the goal and spreading around half to stand down the size of the pitch as well. They got the reward early in the half, but in all honesty, it was a reward for 
two and a half, three minutes of constant pressure from about five minutes into the half as Wrexham just kept pushing and probing. Now we'd earned that right to play the ball and play the game our way. We were moving it around well. Boreham Woods were dropping deeper and deeper and were clinging on. Opening danger came when Lee popped the ball to Palmer on the edge of the area. He did well to feed in Mullen. And Mullen, from a terribly tight angle on the left side of the box, drilled in a shot, which Ashmore just got something on and deflected it up onto the bar. It went behind for a corner. Brilliant effort, great save. And incredibly lucky for Boreham Wood, though, that they didn't concede. The corner was cleared for a throw-in. Toza, his shoulder apparently okay, hurled it into the box where it was cleared. Young smashed in a powerful shot, which was really well blocked and ended up with uh, another corner. Uh, and Wrexham kept pushing, kept pushing. Eventually, the breakthrough came. A throw into Mullen. Mullen brilliantly picking her up on the right-hand side. Turned out and beat Ilisanmi like he wasn't there. Drove past him into the box along the goal line on the right-hand side and then fed the perfect ball in and Hayden had the simplest of tasks to tap the ball into an empty net from three yards out and Wrexham had the equaliser, 53rd minute and at that point he felt the way Wrexham are going here we've got a real chance of turning Borenwood over uh, comprehensively there was little at the other end to threaten Wrexham Borenwood did have a disallowed goal which was the correct decision and wasn't complained about although it was slightly unlucky when Marsh did ever so well to tackle Ford and the ball ricocheted into the box, was played back, and the ball was turned in, but there was a marginal offside as that challenge was made when the ball ricocheted back, so the decision was correct. And then it was Wrexham on the front foot once more, Lee feeding Palmer, Palmer helping it out wide, and when the ball came back in from Lee, Palmer attacking it at the far post, got a really good first touch to get him beyond Stevens into a goal-scoring position about eight yards out, but went down under the contact of Stevens. Wrexham shouted for a penalty. <sighs> right, I've watched it again on the video. I don't know. I think probably not. And Palmer wasn't shouting as much as some of the others, but you know, it was a physical challenge. I thought probably Stevens was within his rights to try and uses strength though I think he was correct but this was playing into a pattern with Palmer and Mullen where it, it really did feel like the referee had decided that Palmer and Mullen were looking for free kicks and had made his mind up beforehand that if they hit the deck he would not be giving it because there were some really clear fouls especially going to the back of Palmer um, which which did look like cast iron fouls and the referee waved them away don't get me wrong Palmer and Mullen do go to ground too easily maybe in those situations asking for fouls I think it's a tactic which backfires on them because I think referees spot that and you need to really have a clear foul to get the free kick but this fella really was ignoring ones that looked terribly obvious as well as some that weren't to be fair and the anger was building up and building up and Wrexham were even more frustrated when Palmer made a brilliant turn on the left-hand side to beat Will Evans. Now Evans has been up against him for years, playing for Chesterfield, now Bournemouth. He's a really good, strong, solid centre-back. He's very slow, though. And once Palmer had turned him, there was no way Will Evans was going to get back, so he rugby-tackled Palmer. Palmer was running around the back of the defence, about 25 yards out in a fantastic position. Clear foul, clear yellow card. But like I said, the referee seemed to have decided with Mullen and Palmer that if if they if they hit the deck, it's not a foul. If a yellow card <laughs> foul is committed on them, it's just a free kick. If you see what I mean, um, 
and so there was no yellow, just a free kick. It, it was an astonishing decision. Wrexham, though, with Palmer and Mullen very prominent, and Mullen, I mean, he was everywhere, and the quality of his work was terrific, were really causing problems. Palmer did ever so well down the left to turn again and feed a great ball to Mullen. Mullen, with the first time back heel, took two defenders out of the game, putting it back into the path of Palmer. Palmer cutting into the box, a real chance, tremendous tackle by Stevens to deny him. Wrexham then took a quick throw in, the ball bouncing around in the penalty air. Well, beg your pardon. A quick throw in, slung to the far post, a massive defensive header by Lissanby to get the ball away as Hayden and Tunnicliffe had lost their markers and were attacking us at the far post. 15 minutes left, Wrexham again pushing on. Lee feeding a terrific ball inside to McFadgen, who'd made a great run into the left channel and had a clear sight of goal. Inexplicably, he pulled it back for Mullen and it wasn't a great pass and the defender intercepted when he had a real chance to hit it and score himself. I feel sorry for McFadgen. He gets into great positions and he keeps being denied, not by bad finishing, but by good goalkeeping or hitting shots that just skim the bar. This time, uh, you almost wonder if he's thinking, oh, I, I just can't get a goal for love, no money, a better pass. But he should have hit it. He really should have hit this one. Wrexham again, constantly coming forwards. A lovely piece of play by McFadgen on the left-hand side, dinking it into James Jones, and this was a fantastic effort. Jones with the ball bouncing awkwardly in front of him, lashed a shot in from 25 yards, which whistled towards goal, beat the keeper, and just scraped the bar. He was aiming for the top right corner. He was so close to pulling it off. What a goal this would have been. Soon after McFadgen was withdrawn... Can't imagine it was for his performance. Uh, I guess it's just like Phil Parkson, I think, asks a lot of his wing-backs and often draws one of them off with 10 minutes left to have some fresh legs. Liam McElinden came on, and almost straight away he was involved, feeding a good ball forwards to Palmer on the edge of the D after a long spell of pressure by Wrexham. Palmer turned beautifully and ripped a curler, aiming to put it inside the far post. It looked like it was in. It just scraped the far post and went behind. Wrexham had one more chance. Five minutes left. Ball not long. Typical early ball by Mark Howard. And what Mullen did next, oh, deserved a goal. It was an almost impossible take for him. The ball's travelling at high speed over his shoulder. He can barely see where it is. Somehow, at full stretch, having evaded the last defender, who wasn't tight enough on him, he managed to get something on it, on the edge of the box, to just flip it up in the air, and then off balance, as he fell, trying to make contact on a volley to lift it over the keeper, who had come out, I think anticipating that the ball was going to bounce through to him. He just, like I said, it was so difficult, and he nearly pulled it off. He just couldn't get enough on it, and he hit it into the chest of the keeper. What... What a, a piece of skill, though. I mean, it was wonderful and would have been worthy to win any match at all. Jordan Davis came on to relieve Lee for the last couple of minutes, but Wrexham couldn't force that winner. And it was a shame because that was a, a big second-half performance by Wrexham and, and, and a statement as well, having lost at Notts County and Chesterfield. Good result there. And, you know, the way the league seems to be settling, you feel that, you know, Bromley, Solly Hull, they're probably the, the remaining away games against sides who might have ambitions to be right up top three and <laughs> they've all got to come to the race course yet that that's all very encouraging looking at the performances of the players well i mean howard to be fair had very little to do he could do nothing about the goal which was terrific and he delivered a good pass at the end like i said to mullen uh, so a solid game by howard without really being extended 
Across the back, as I said, the three centre-backs were superb. They were tested to the limits by the aerial threat of Boreham Woods, and they really stood firm, which shows in the fact that Howard, like I said, really didn't have much that he could do in the game. But they were fantastic. Toza, I don't know, how can I single people out? Hayden was back to his very best. He was really athletic and agile. Tony Cliff stood firm. Toza was excellent. Terrific performance by the back three. On the left-hand side, McFadgen did well, both defensively, fighting hard and also getting forwards. And, you know, he, he may have missed Cleworth for the intelligent build-up and combination play that they can manage. But he maybe also enjoyed the security of a centre-back who was definitely going to stay back and cover his runs. On the right-hand side, Ford had an uncharacteristically unsuccessful day. He lost the ball for the goal. He lost the ball for the disallowed goal. That was particularly frustrating because he lost the ball on the halfway line and then did amazingly well to sprint back, outpace Marsh, who's quick, and nicked the ball back off him and then promptly lost it, lost it again. And he did make a few mistakes. It was unlike Ford, that. Didn't quite get into the attacking positions either. But, uh, well, we can forgive him because last Tuesday he was the best player on the pitch. In the middle of the pitch again, Jones and Young's work rate was terrific. I said in the commentary, Jones was quietly excellent. The amount of ground he covered, we had to really work hard to match Boreham Woods because they were a physically demanding team. And those two did so. Young made some terrific recovering tackles. There was one that stood out near the end of the match where he played an un-Young-like un sloppy pass, sprinted back 30 yards and made a brilliant sliding tackle from behind, wrapping his leg round his man without making any contacts on the man and back-heeling it into the ground so it would go back away from Wrexham's goal and he could turn and come out with the ball. Beautiful piece of play. Uh, the two of them were terrific and protected the defence well. And then ahead of them, Elliot Lee floated around. was very threatening, very dangerous. Things didn't quite come off him in the box this time, but you could see his quality. And then up front, Palmer lost the battle in the first half against three massive centre-backs and won it in the second half. And a few people, I think, will trouble their centre-backs to the extent Palmer did. His movement was great, his strength was great, his passing was good. He was so unlucky not to score that shot from outside the box. And our man of the match was Mullen. Mullen throughout the game but especially in the second half he was everywhere dropping wide on the right quite a lot to try and create things making lovely runs trying shots that marvellous effort at the end uh, he was you could see the quality of the guy I mean, let's just put it that way you could see why we brought him in Mullen was really impressive and it was a delight to see him play like that as he so often does so a great performance by Wrexham, especially in the second half, up against a really strong opponent. This is a, a pleasing result, although of course it'll be less pleasing if we can't build on it. Four home games now coming up, weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, then two away games, midweek and weekend. The first three are in the cup, uh, no, are in the league. They are against teams who are in the bottom half of the table. We have got to now look to capitalise and get three wins under our belt. Notts County have a similar-ish run, but slightly more difficult. So whether they drop points or not, it's imperative that we are winning these matches to make this point a good point. And then I think the table will look quite attractive to us. That was fun. It was a good game, a good performance. It was breathless, non-stop, 100 miles an hour. Whew. Let's have another one on Tuesday, shall we? With the final score of Borehamwood 1, Wrexham 1, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.